welcome to Daily Bible Reading Notes from Valley Chapel Community Church, where we seek to learn the whole counsel of God's Word. I'm your host, Pastor Michael Rowe. This is the posting for February 16th, 2024. Prophets have never been popular. It makes sense. Jeremiah wept. Hosea called his listeners whores. Ezekiel did an ancient version of flannel graphs with a dark twist. These ancient men of God weren't in a popularity contest, though. They weren't going for influencer status in today's terms. They were sent by God to confront the sin of his people, call them to repentance, and point to the grace of forgiveness offered by God. So these messengers from God consistently spoke messages of warning and judgment. Therein lies the problem. Nobody likes warnings. Now, as the saying goes, I am neither a prophet nor the son of a prophet. But the message from Numbers today is a warning. And like God's people of old, we too need to heed these warnings. We saw yesterday that chapters 1 through 25 give us the cautionary tale of the first Exodus generation. The first 10 chapters in particular catalog the treasure they lost. They highlight the great spiritual privileges and opportunities that they forfeited in the wilderness. Let us consider two warnings. Number one, don't neglect God's provision of grace. In chapters 8 through 10, God graciously provides for the spiritual good of his people. He ordains servants for the tabernacle worship, Numbers 8, 5 through 19. And he calls Israel to remember their deliverance in the celebration of Passover, Numbers 9, 1 through 14. In both of these instances, God is providing the means of grace for his people to approach him, worship him, and become holy like him. God called his people to be holy and then provided for their growth and holiness. Sadly, while they would celebrate God's rescue of them in Passover, Numbers 9, verse 5, they would soon disbelieve God's ability to provide for them and rescue them in Canaan, Numbers 14, 1 through 4. Those same anointed servants would rebel in an effort to seize power, Numbers 16, 1 through 3. In both instances, they neglected or rejected the means of grace offered by God, and this led to their downfall. Christians today will often face the same temptation. Similar to the Passover, Jesus has given the church a regular remembrance of the work of salvation he accomplished at the cross, Luke 22, 19. Yet how many times do believers come to the Lord's table as an empty tradition or the last part of the service to hurry through on the way to lunch? or even if they seek to faithfully receive the bread and the cup? Do God's people today then apply the truth of this ordinance to life? If God was powerful enough to accomplish salvation at the cross, is he not powerful enough to defeat sin, empower holiness, and give you strength to obey today? If he loved you enough to offer up his son for your salvation, will he not provide for you this week? Whether it is communion, the weekly preaching of God's word, or the regular assembly of the church, we must never neglect the means of grace provided to us by our Lord Jesus Christ. We do so to our own peril. Number two, don't neglect God's gracious presence. Perhaps the greatest treasure neglected in numbers is the visible presence of God. Think of it. Every morning when you woke up, pulled back the flap of your tent, and stepped out into the dawning light, you would look to the tabernacle at the center of camp and see the pillar of the cloud of Yahweh, Numbers 10.34, Legacy Standard Bible. 
at night as you headed inside with your family, you would look back and see the flaming pillar of God's presence. Numbers 9.15 Day and night, God's presence was visible for all his people to see. Numbers 9.16 Yet the God who graciously walked among them and offered them rest, Exodus 33.14, would soon be spurned by them. Numbers 14.11 As they longed for the false pleasures of Egypt, they scorned the glorious God who was in their midst. Again, we stand in great need of considering this warning. Because we have something far greater than a visible pillar of cloud or fire, the very Spirit of God dwells within God's people today. Romans 5, verse 5, and 1 Corinthians 6, 19. God's Spirit marks us as His possession and guarantees our future salvation and inheritance. Ephesians 1, 13-14. The Holy Spirit carries the outpouring of God's love to His saints. Romans 5, verse 5. Do we realize what a gift this is? As John Owen explains, quote, To give a poor sinful soul a comfortable persuasion, affecting it throughout, in all its faculties and affections, that God in Jesus Christ loves him, delights in him, is well pleased with him, has thoughts of tenderness and kindness towards him, to give, I say, a soul an overflowing sense hereof, is an inexpressible mercy. Works, Volume 2, page 240. How great a mercy of God! How amazing a grace! And how great a sin is it then to grieve the Holy Spirit of God who dwells within us? Ephesians 4, verse 30. Beloved, let us take great care to heed these warnings. Let us cherish the provisions and the presence of God. Let us pray with Paul. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 15, 13.